Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about cattle mutilations on the Thomas Miller Ranch. That's correct, cattle mutilations on the Thomas Miller Ranch. Now, I found this uh, video on YouTube. It's from uh, History Channel, Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. The first four minutes of this 10-minute video are riveting, I have to tell you. They've sent a couple of investigators out to talk to these two ranchers, Tom and, and uh, Sally Miller. Older couple, uh, very well-spoken, and you can tell they've been impacted by these repeated cattle mutilations they've suffered. In fact, she says this cost them over $100,000. And they uh, ask them a little bit about the, some of the mutilations. These folks, they've put together a map where they've laid out all the mutilations that they've been subjected to since 1996. Uh, Sally Miller points out that in 1996, this mutilation of this calf happened. It was very close to the house. And I get the feeling that that's the one that had impacted them because it was so close to where they were at. Whatever was doing this was outside their door. At that point, they decided to start taking pictures to mark these things on maps. They called law enforcement, she said. They came out and looked around and there were no tracks. Uh, there was no blood at the scene. She's got pictures of this calf. It, it looks like something has just taken and cut a hole the size of a basketball out of the rear quarter of this thing and, and evacuated a bunch of the organs and there's not even a single drop of blood on the ground. And Tom, he talks about this too. He says with the, with the full-size cattle, you know, the grown cows that were mutilated, he points out that a, that a cow will have at least five or six gallons of blood in it. I mean, think about that, a five-gallon bucket of blood, and you're cutting a hole the size of a basketball on these things, and there's not even a single drop on the ground. As Tom points out, it looks to him like whatever's doing this is taking these things somewhere, doing what they do to them, and then bringing them back and just dropping them off. And by dropping, I think they mean dropping from a height because some of these things, of course, have been found with broken bones. Now, the investigators, they kind of quiz Sally a little bit and ask her what she notices about uh, these things that seems to be a, a commonality. She points out that they typically have one eye uh, removed. They typically have one ear cut off, as in surgically cut off. She says the tongue's cut out that the reproductive organs are removed, that the teeth, the heart, the liver, and the, and the kidneys also taken. So it's like they're looking for specific things. I actually believe that the reason that there isn't any blood is because they're taking this stuff and using it for something. You know, I pointed out uh, a while back, you know, a couple years ago when I posted a couple videos on YouTube, uh, I talked about the bovine blood, and that made YouTube extremely angry really angry, almost as angry as the wet weather episode. So I, I'm not sure what's happening here, but you know, we we know that bovine blood is used uh, in medical treatments for humans. There's some uh, something similar between the bovine blood and human blood that they're able to, to use that for certain uh, procedures. And I wonder if something's not going on with these things, whatever it is that's taking these things, that they're not using that bovine blood. And another thing too, you know, if you look back in history, uh, through the eons, it, the cattle were always a sacrificial animal. It didn't matter if it was, you know, the Israelites sacrificing uh, to God or even it seems like uh, some of the other uh, pagan religions also practice animal sacrifice. And a lot of that involved cattle. Maybe there's something special about the blood from cattle that it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the connection there is, but it does seem to be a history. Uh, maybe because uh, men and cattle have been together for so many years that these things these things seem to present some sort of attraction to whatever it is that's mutilating them. 
after the video did the first four minute or so interview with these folks, uh, they took a little quick field trip out where they examined uh, the remains of a cow, just basically bones that had been mutilated some time ago and pointed out that one of the bones had been broken very cleanly, not like it was by a predator or anything like that. It also, it had been there for a while, but you didn't really see uh, blood on the hide that was left or anything like that. Very puzzling. And it seemed like the episode was, was really getting into some stuff, and then it, it veered off into this whole thing about anomalies in the magnetic field in that area, and they brought in these uh, Tesla units and were sparking them up and, you know, think, bring on the spooky music and uh, the laptops uh, talking about finding some kind of, I don't know, possible radio emissions and communication with UFOs. And it just kind of went off a rabbit trail to me. That's kind of the problem I have with the History Channel. Sometimes they, they get these really good, compelling cases and they start to get into the meat and bones of the thing, so to speak. And then instead of really taking an analytical approach to it, they just go off on a tangent and it just annoys me to no end. But so, yeah, I'll put the link up there at the Ko-Fi website. You can watch the video. I mean, the first four minutes are fascinating. After that, I really didn't care about watching it. I mean, I did, but it just kind of seemed like more or less a waste of time to me. But these people just, you can just tell, they just seem so honest and so sincere They've been impacted by this thing, not just financially, $100,000 financially, but they've also been uh, impacted uh, emotionally and psychologically. Now, I found some older articles on these folks. This one is from the denverpost.com. It looks like it is uh, dated originally December 8th, 2009. That looks like they must have updated it May 6, 2016, written by Jason Blevins. It says, San Lewis, that's the little town around there. Like I said, this area is located in the very southern tier of Colorado, kind of in the middle of the state. It's quite a large ranch, it looks like. Manuel Sanchez tucks his leathery hands into well-worn pockets and nods toward a cedar tree where last month he found his fourth mysteriously slaughtered calf in as many weeks. I have no idea what could do this. I wish I did, he says. Four calves all killed overnight. Their innards gone, tongues sliced out, udders carefully removed. Facial skin sliced and gone, eyes cored away, not a single track surrounding the carcasses which were found in pastures locked behind two gates and a mile from any road, not a drop of blood on the ground or even on the remaining skin. In his life in the pinion-patched pastures where his father and grandfather raised cattle, the 72-year-old Sanchez has seen mountain lions and coyotes kill cattle, elk, and deer. He's seen birds scavenge carcasses. He's even heard of thieves slaughtering livestock in a field for their meat. He can't explain what he saw last month. A lion will drag its kill. Coyotes rip and tear flesh. These were perfect cuts, like with a laser or like a scalpel. And what would take the waste, all the guts, and leave the nice tender meat? Sanchez says as he nudges his old Ford through rutted trails, rosary beads swinging from his rearview mirror. No tracks, no blood, nothing. I got nothing to go by. They don't leave no trace. Every rancher who has reported similar cattle deaths, and there have been at least eight such deaths in southern Colorado this year, uses the same description. They just stripped this one, says Tom Miller, who in March was one of three ranchers near Trinidad who discovered mutilated cattle. Now, I think it's important to point out here, uh, Sally Miller, she seemed to kind of think in the interview that they were they were kind of exclusive to having this done. But you can see these 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 cattle mutilations are happening all over. And 
that 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 shows me the emotional impact this has on people. Their cattle are being uh, mutilated in strange, weird ways. Law enforcement uh, can't really offer any help. Uh, the public, uh, if they do say anything, will just will just treat these people like they're kooks. So they become isolated. They're victimized and isolated. The kind of the same kind of depersoning we see in a lot of these uh, UFO encounters. Article says that one morning he went out to his concrete troughs to feed his herd of about 80 red and black Angus cows and calves. The herd was racing about. A cow that a week before had birthed a calf was bellowing, raising all kind of devil, Miller says. There by the trough, past the lock gate, a quarter mile from US 350 east of Hone, was the calf. Its front legs and torso were gone. Its back legs were hanging by hide to a shattered pelvis and a meatless backbone. Miller thought a pack of coyotes had torn into the calf the night before. Then he saw the ears. Sliced off the head in circular surgical-like cuts, he noticed that there were no tracks, no blood anywhere. So here we have it. No blood, no tracks, surgical cuts. If anyone can show me how this happened, I will believe them. I know it's not coyotes, especially in one night. Only a human or something like that can cut the ears like that, says Miller, a 72-year-old rancher who was raised on the prairie bordering the Purgatoire River. If it was done by people, they sure went out of their way to bother and confuse me. And really, why? It doesn't make any sense. No, he's right. Who in their right mind would do that? Colorado brand inspector Dennis Williams came out and looked at Miller's calf. He lives next door. The calf would be the last of three strangely mutilated cattle that he would investigate in March of this year. I've heard about it. It was weird to say the least. Totally unexplainable. To me, it looked like that calf had been dropped from a high distance. The way its hips were dislocated and all its broken bones. Wow. Think about that. This is a brand inspector. To me, it looked like that calf had been dropped from a high distance. The way its hips were dislocated and all its broken bones, William said. Now, I could just see this ship flying over. And after these you know, ravenous beings have taken this poor thing aboard their ship and, and done these horrible procedures on it, you know, killed this poor thing, just drop it out of the sky back on the rancher's property. What I don't get is why they have to return the things. Why bother? It, unless it's, you know, you've heard about Majestic 12 and uh, the U.S. government signing some kind of a treaty with these things. Unless that's part of the deal, they're allowed to take things, but they have to bring them back. But maybe when they created that treaty, they didn't tell them what condition they had to return them in. I don't know. That same month, ranchers had called Williams to grizzly scenes northeast of Aguilar and west of Weston to investigate mysteriously mangled cattle that had been seen healthy the day before. To add to the weirdness, Sanchez, Miller, and Mike Duran, who found a sliced red Angus cow near Weston in March, have all experienced similar mutilations before. Sanchez lost cows in 2006 and 1993, Miller in 1997 and 1980, and Duran in 2000 and 1995. It's weird and unexplainable, says Duran, who lost a healthy 27-year-old red Angus cow on March 8th, her udder and rear end removed with what he describes as laser cuts, like when somebody cuts metal with a torch. Cops like Williams and the ranchers were stumped. We can't come up with anything, says Los Animas County Sheriff's Deputy Derek Navarrete, who investigated the Miller and Duran calves. We've seen these before, and they're all kind of the same. No one has ever explained it. 
Northern New Mexico has had some of, the, some of these same cases, and in those cases, they never got any further than we did. So he's telling you, they have no idea what's causing these things. Predators ruled out. Chuck Zawoski of Colorado Springs investigated three of the eight mutilated cows in southern Colorado this year. The amateur UFO investigator and reserve deputy in El Paso County documents each scene, testing for radiation and scanning carcasses with ultraviolet light. Despite his extraterrestrial inclination, Zukowski's studies found on his ufonut.com website fall short of concluding anything paranormal. He seems certain all the animals he studied were killed and drained before they were sliced, which explains the lack of blood found near the animals. I don't know if that's just normalcy bias or if this guy's just not thinking clearly, but I don't see how this could be a human uh, endeavor, how people walked out there and did this, there aren't any tracks. As far as draining this, these things of blood before they're killed, well, that could have happened, but it is definitely paranormal. It's not normal. He says the way the tongues were sliced off in straight lines back behind the teeth indicates it is not a predator kill, he says. I'm looking for obvious things, Zawaski says. I don't like to say aliens did it. There are just too many unknowns. I like to lean on human intervention until I actually see a UFO come down and take a cow. Well, you may not. I mean, even if this guy saw a UFO come down and take a cow, I'm thinking he's going to say that it was probably some sort of uh, black ops uh, helicopter uh, flown by the deep state actors. I mean, it gets to a point when we rule out that it could be humans because there aren't any tracks, because... Uh, the way these cuts are made, we've had surgeons tell us that that they don't even have tools that can make cuts like this. The way, the way they're incising uh, the flesh without actually burning it. Okay, so what's being done to these animals is being done with tools that we don't possess, and it's being done by entities that don't leave tracks. They're using vehicles or whatever they're doing that don't make any noise. So all the evidence that we have seems to pretty clearly, to me at least, preclude that this is anything human. And if it's not human, then I guess it's non-human. We could say, well, it's unidentified, it's flying, there aren't any tracks, it's an object. Seems like some kind of a UFO-related thing to me. It says, Sanchez is a salt-of-the-earth type fellow who put three kids through college running cattle, yet he says he and his wife marveled at incandescent blue lights hovering over a ridge near his pastures in July and August. He declined to speculate about the lights. It's kind of like if you're fishing in grizzly country and you see a big brown flash of fur and you hear a grunting, rumbling, rumbling growling sound a uh, hundred yards away, but you refuse to speculate. You know, people just don't want to face the truth. I just say the truth, and that's what I saw, he says. Duran, on the other hand, is willing to take the next step. He looked at it from every angle, he says. If it wasn't human and it wasn't predator, he says, there's only one other option. I do believe it was a UFO. This universe is so big, a lot of people think we are the only ones here, he says, declining to guess why aliens harbor such bloody disdain for bovines. I bet there is something going on out there. Then it goes on, talks a little bit about the history. It says, the phantom surgeons of the plain, as they are known, have been slicing up Colorado cattle for decades. From the late 1960s to this year, the bloodless, trackless, and isolated scenes all have been the same. Bovines with ears, genitals, tongues, organs, and udders neatly removed. Worldwide, the incidents number more than 10,000. 
Colorado seems especially plagued. In 1975, ranchers on the state's eastern plains, particularly around southern Elbert County, reported more than 200 mysteriously mutilated cattle. Theories abound, with some pointing to animal sacrificing cults and others suggesting secretive government experiments and even military-guided laser beams. There's just no end to what people will go to to preserve a normalcy bias, let me tell you. The alien conspiracy theory blossomed when inexplicably gored cattle were found adjacent to pastures with crop circles in Alabama. Well, honestly, I think that the idea that these things were uh, UFO-related uh, has been around a lot longer than that. Other cases in New Mexico and Colorado involve tripod imprints in a circular area near the carcass suggesting the involvement of an atypical aircraft. Countless ranchers report strange lights in the sky around the time they find their sliced cattle. Despite the theories, no mutilation has ever been thoroughly explained. Well, thank you for saying that. Colorado's dalliances with mysteriously mangled animals began with a horse named Snippy in 1967, found in a deflaced bloodless heap with her brain missing and neck bones clean gleaming white in September 1967 north of Alamosa. The three-year-old Appaloosa is considered the pioneer of the unexplained mutilation phenomena. Since Snippy, the paranormal-rich San Luis Valley under the shadow of the Sangre de Cristo mountain range has hosted hundreds of unsolved livestock deaths. Just that one area, hundreds of unsolved livestock deaths. Fascinating. Well, overall, I mean, what a great article. Thank you very much to this guy, Jason Blevins for a fantastic job on this, presenting the facts and really doing it in a serious, uh, unbiased manner. It's got a cool map here, too. You can take a look at where some of these sightings happened at. I'll put that at the Ko-Fi website. I just thought that the video was good when they interviewed the people. I saw it. I suppose this article was written in 2016, and the video would have happened, what, I don't know, six, seven years later. So these folks are in their late 70s by now. What, what really... Uh, impacted me from this video was the effect that these uh, mutilations had on their ranchers. Not just not just financially, even though, like she said, $100,000, but these gruesome wounds, these surgical incisions, the way these things are picked up, taken somewhere, and then dropped right there where everybody can see them. It's almost like a serial killer uh, posing the remains of a victim. Very, a very, very dark, uh, aspect of this whole UFO phenomenon, but one I think that needs to be talked about and looked into. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.